here we are again, my pastor. Another Power Talk podcast. Yes, we got got one good going today, and we're going to have a good one, I know. Yes, today. we are. I'm excited about this one here. Yeah, me too. You know, we, this last one we did talk about the glory of God. This one we're going to talk about the purpose and plan. Yeah. The purpose and plan of God, the purpose and plan of man, pastor. Yeah. But I want to talk about Psalms 122, verses 6 through 9. Yeah. God's plan for not just Israel, Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem. You know, uh, right now we're seeing a lot of devastation and things going on between Israel Israel. and uh, the Palestinians Mm -hmm. and this and with these radical Islamists, you know, known as Hamas. Mm And uh, Israel right now at this point is taking control and they're going to, they're going to, there's basically, they're not going to allow any Palestinians. And so it's a big war. It's going to take some time uh, for this all, this war. This war is going to probably last quite a while because I know Israel knows now they've been putting up with it for too many years and they can't afford to have any of these radicals left Mm -hmm. to the point that, Mm -hmm. you know, that they, they hurt their people in Israel. So, but anyway... We know that there's a plan for, okay. uh, to for Jerusalem, yes, sir. because Jerusalem really is the capital or the mecca, so to speak, mm. for the Arabs and for the Israelites. Amen, amen. And we've heard this before. Pray for the peace of Israel. Yeah, but it didn't say that, Pastor. Right. Psalms one twenty two verses six. It says, "Pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem." Jerusalem is different. Yeah, it is because God has a plan for Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And he has a purpose for Jerusalem. Mm. And so the plan to get there, okay, so he has a purpose, but there's a plan yeah. to get there. Okay. Okay. okay so the purpose is, is that it would be, that, that Jerusalem would be the capital for his future, okay. for him to sit on that throne. At some point, he's going to come and sit on the throne. Mm. According to the scripture, he's going to yeah. stand, sit at Mount Zion. Yes. So he's going to sit at the physical Jerusalem in Israel. Yeah. But then we see in Revelations 22, he's going to. Uh, it's also going to be a physical Jerusalem, wow. but it'll be literally a, a city, a walled city, according to Revelations 22. And that walled city is where he's going to inhabit for eternity. Now, that one you're referring to, Revelation 22, God made himself. Yes. Not by the hands of man. Right. And he made that for his son. Wow. And according to scripture, he made that for his son. We call it the bride. Which right. would be the new Jerusalem is the bride. What a carpenter he is, our God. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, man. Yeah. I'd love it. When you said that, I just got the image of him being a carpenter and putting everything together for his son. Yeah, for his son. Wow. And so it's going to be lit up by his glory. We see this in Revelations 22. We know it's a place for him to be honored and worshipped. Okay. So we see that there's purposes in these things. And we see this even in Psalms 122 as well as Revelations 22. And so you see, uh, yeah, there's a lot of corresponding things here, even including the chapters and verses. It's 122 and, ver- and chapter 22, Revelations. Yes. Wow. I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's really good. Yeah. So here we are. God is preparing this thing because yes. it's the purpose for Jerusalem, for him to have Jerusalem. Yes. His purpose is for him to rule and to reign from Jerusalem. Basically, Jerusalem becomes the capital of planet Earth at some point. Pastor, why is it Jerusalem? Like, like, kind of like honed in by God for this? You know, that's a good question. I know that all of the major events from the past, everything's tended to uh, revolve around Jerusalem okay. because Jerusalem means city of peace, okay. which is what Jesus is. Jesus is the prince of, of peace. peace. Oh. So being that he is the prince of peace, he needs to inhabit the city of peace. Ooh, 
And so that's why the all the world will be at peace when he inhabits Jerusalem. Awesome. Does Abraham have any tie to that in regards to Jerusalem and that? Well, I mean, he did when he when he honored Melchizedek, the king of Salem or the king of peace. Interesting. There's a little correlation there yeah, too. Yeah, there's a little correlation there. So we see that even from the beginning. Uh, now, is Jerusalem like any other city? It's just like any other city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the spirit, God had to have a place where he could create his capital. Mm. So the capital city in the future is Jerusalem. Yeah. He could have made it, for all we know, New York City if he wanted, but he yeah. didn't. He made Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And being that he did is that he named it properly. It has the proper name. It has the proper position. Wow. It's the prop. It's literally in the right place. Yeah. It's 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 literally the center of the earth. Wow. Whether people understand or not, maybe oh, not right. numerically. Right. It's not center, but the way God has orchestrated it because of where it is, because wow. of its location, because wow. of its name, wow. because of what it's going to do, because of what He's going to do while He's there. Yeah. It becomes the center of the earth. Is that why it's attacked so much, Pastor? Yeah, because even the Arabs and your Palestinians and things of that nature, they they still consider Jerusalem like the main main headquarters. They eventually the Antichrist is going to take over wow. the new Jerusalem, or not the new Jerusalem. Sorry, the Jer Jerusalem during yeah. the tribulation period for a short time. Wow, for a short time. So wow. yeah, it's a it's a very strategic inflection point, as well as a strategic point for. All things that God is going to do in the future right. and everything to come. So, yeah. And they believe, Palestinians believe it's theirs. It's yes. theirs because of Abraham being their father. Right. Um, they believe that promise belongs to them, but God gave it to Isaac. Right. God gave it to Isaac, who was the son of promise. Mm -hmm. So so there's a lot of stuff. You know, I don't even understand all of it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But we understand that there is a purpose for Jerusalem. Okay. And you'll find that just basically all throughout Scripture that there's purposes for everything. There's a purpose for everything under the sun, according to Ecclesiastes 3. So why fight it, Pastor? If it's God's purpose, why fight God on this, man? Well, it depends on who you're talking about, who, who are we fighting, the and what are we fighting. We made reference to the Palestinians fighting the Israelites on this one here. And they, like you said, obviously their mindset is it belongs to us, and, well, we, and we want it. Mainly because they don't believe in the Bible that we have. They, they believe the in Quran. the Quran. And so, so they, they, why they, do they fight? Because they believe that's the only way to get it back. Okay. And we also know that the Bible even says that, that, that Isaac and Ishmael would be at war basically with each other for, right. till, till the day and that the Lord comes down and stops it. And we're still seeing that to this, to this day. Yeah, we're seeing it to, till, even still today. There's still Goodness a battle. It, trust me, if, if Israel was in New York, they would still do it. I mean, if it was in Canada, they, they just have a problem with their brother, uh, Isaac, yes. uh, you know, that Isaac, uh, or yeah, Isaac, that he's basically inherited all the promises. Yeah. I, I want to say something. You, you quoted this when you administered this awesome message here. Be careful of the sympathizers, especially if they're not up to date with the news and information. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. The, the sympathizers are the people that are standing up for the evilness of the Palestinians the people that would choose to destroy Israel. And anytime and it's interesting because the Palestinians for literally, I mean, I don't even know how long for as long as we can go back, but at least in the last 50 years, mm -hmm. they've been a terror yes. to the Israelites. Yes. And over the last 30, 35 years, they've, they've been a terror to the Israelites. Mm -hmm. um, and the point is that um, because they've been such a terror, They've hurt a lot of Israel, and Israel is just a little teeny place. They are. 
but yet you got these sympathizers uh, for uh, a nation that encompasses billions of people, mm-hmm. as opposed to Israel that in- literally is only about seven million of them are actual Jews. Right. So seven million compared to billions, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. It and they it. act like the Palestinians are being beat up I and know. hurt when I the know. Israelites defend themselves. Yes. That's the most foolish thing, and, and it just shows you that they're against God's word, even if they don't know the word. Yeah. Because it doesn't take com- it, it takes very little common sense to know yeah. that a little teeny nation's got to defend itself. Exactly. And how they how can they be a threat? They don't have the you just said they don't have the numbers for it. Yeah, I know exactly. So you know we we got to understand the purpose though. Amen. We got to understand the purpose because those problems are going to continue on until the Lord comes. But mm-hmm. but there's a purpose for everything. There's a purpose for everything. We have purposes. And so, you know, Jerusalem has a purpose. Israel has a purpose. America has a purpose. You have a purpose. Yeah. Church has a purpose. Yes, sir. So yes, everything sir. has purposes. And we need to understand that because everything has a purpose, we need to understand why God designed things the way he did. Exactly. Which goes back to the second part. That the title is The Plan. The Plan. What is the plan, Pastor? Yeah. Well, the plan is the process. And, you know, a lot of people love their purpose that God's given them. But they, he, they don't like the plan that, that God gives them. Yeah. Okay, so remember, your purpose is something that was birthed in you. Purpose. And it okay. was built into you prior to your birth. Okay. Even before your birth. Purpose. It was built into you. The plan is something that's given to you after you're born. Okay. 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 So your purpose in life, Matthew, mm-hmm. from the time before you were even born, God had given you a call to ministry. Right. But he didn't give you the plan. Mm-hmm. Until after you were old enough to receive it. Right. So the plan didn't come right away. But the purpose was the there. The purpose was already there. Right. God began to mold and shape you to get you prepared for your purpose. But mm-hmm. even then, in order mm-hmm. to get you from that place to the next one, mm-hmm. to, from point A to point B to point B to point C to point yeah. C to point B, D. Yeah, exactly. He, he, there were plans along the way to get you there. Exactly. And a lot of times we don't like the plan because sometimes the plan... We feel unprepared. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't like the plan because it takes too long. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't like the plan because sacrifices. we don't feel like we're not because of the sacrifices. Exactly. We just don't like the plan because it doesn't fit into our idea of what the plan should look like. Mm. And so a lot of times we love the purpose. We hate the plan. Mm. But in reality, you're going to have to learn to love the plan because it's coming with the purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not Your purpose is not going to be, come about the way you desire it. Right. It's going to come about the way God has designed it. Amen. So what you desire and Mm -hmm. what God has designed are two different things. Right. Right. Your desire comes from your own head. Mm -hmm. God's design comes from a blueprint that he's laid out for you to follow. Right. That means you have to be obedient. Right. You have to be obedient. Right. And remember, obedience is a roadmap. Yes. Yes. And so when you follow the roadmap and you're obedient, you'll find that you'll hit the mark. And you'll find that that plan comes into, and the purpose starts coming into view. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of people love their purpose, but they hate the plan. Right. And so, right. purpose. There's a purpose for everything. You know, we don't we mm-hmm. don't realize that there's purposes for bugs. Mm-hmm. There's purposes for mm-hmm. you know everything. volcanoes. There's purposes for rain. There's yes. purpose for you know. Now, some things we do, we mm-hmm. can dirty up the planet with mm-hmm. smog. Mm-hmm. That's not really a purpose, purpose right? You know, but 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 God has ways of use utilizing trees and volcanoes mm-hmm. and wind and mm-hmm. things to clean the air. He does, you does. know, because of the fact of the things that we can do to pollute it. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, there's a purpose for everything. Yeah, there is, my pastor. 
And what if people don't know their purpose yet? Well, this is, you know, purpose doesn't come. Uh, the, the purpose doesn't come into full view until you've been spending time seeking God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, the, the what you see, you know, you're not going to see the purpose of the purpose that's built into your life until you seek God. You know, and so a lot of people discover their their purpose sometimes later on because maybe they didn't really start seeking God till later. Mm-hmm. Some people just kind of fall into it. Yeah. You know, some people just kind of know the way from the moment they're they're young. They, they just kind of know they their do. direction. You know, but they still need to learn to seek God. Yeah. Because God still wants to be a part of that. Exactly, like you're saying, they need to seek God for the plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They have the purpose. That's, okay, I'm, I'm called to do this. I desire to do this. And I know it's the Lord. What's the plan? What's the next step? Right. And so people shouldn't be frustrated with with the fact that maybe they don't feel like they're going where they should. Or they don't feel like they know. Look, the only time people really want to give up on things is just simply because they don't know where they're going. That's why God did not create you to go anywhere until you've at least confronted the one issue in your life. And that's your relationship with him. And why is the relationship an issue? Because we don't like that relationship a lot of times. Because we don't like the demands that God puts on us. We don't like being submitted. We don't like we don't like a lot of things. We don't like being told what to do. We don't like you know, we, we don't want to surrender our personal will and yield to God. Right. And you know, as a result, we live in a world where we have so many options and rights to do what we want mm-hmm. that to give your will to God, no. Mm-hmm. And it's a threat. It could be, it could be a threat to do that. Uh huh. The only reason that people are unhappier than they've ever been mm-hmm. is simply because they refuse to give their life to the one that can bring true joy mm-hmm. and true happiness to their life. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's not very many happy people in this world. Right. I don't come across a lot, even Christians, right. because a lot of Christians are not totally surrendered. Mm. They may have sold their sold out their life to God, but they're not surrendered to God. Right. Yeah, I'm sold out. I'm sold out that he's the only way to get to heaven. That's true. Right. I'm sold out that he's the only hope that I have. That's right. true. Right. But do you surrender? And how do you surrender? Do you have a relationship with him that you can talk with him and that mm. he can talk back to you? Right. Do, do, are you obeying his commands to follow right. that blueprint right. to get you into your purpose in life? Mm. A lot of people, they, they're not surrendered. Right. And so to live a surrendered life is really hard for people in this world because we think that we have the right to do whatever we want. And the truth is, you do. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to find your, you're you're, going to find that you leading your own life doesn't bring you a lot of happiness. That's right. I was watching a um, a comedy series the other night and uh, it it, is, it's, you know, know, it's a, it's an old comedy. I just happened to catch this one episode about Frasier. Where, you know, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. He's a well-known psychiatrist. And yeah. ends up one of his 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 mentors mm-hmm. from Harvard when he went to school was also a very well-respected psychiatrist. Well, he yeah. learned from him. And he uh, read a card because Frazier was going to receive a reward mm-hmm. for what he does yeah. on air. And he had a card sent to him, a little card from his his professor from when he was in college yeah. saying, basically, congratulations, you deserve this. Yes. Well, that bothered Frazier because Frazier thought, why did you phrase it, phrase, uh, uh, phrase it this way? Right. Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say that? Mm-hmm. 
And Frazier knew that there's nothing ever done by accident or said by accident. There's always a meaning behind everything that we say, even yes. whether if it's intentional or unintentional. Yes. So he goes to that professor and says, hey, thank you for the compliment, but what did you mean? Well, the professor, being very good at what he does, put Frazier in a position to say, okay, why don't you confront yourself? You confront you 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 confront everybody else's other problems, but have you confronted yours? Yeah. So he sits him down in a chair, and says, "Okay, you're going to be your own psychiatrist, yeah. and you're going to play Fraser the psychiatrist against Fraser the one with the problem." Yeah. And basically, long and short of it, he goes back and forth, and he finally comes to the conclusion where Fraser the psychiatrist says, "Told Fraser, I'm unable to help you." And he basically said, why? He said, he goes on, basically it started out, he goes, I'm, I'm empty. And he basically came to the conclusion. He says, Frazier, I'm unable to help you. Caller, I'm unable to help you. And basically the, the, the thing is that it didn't matter how successful Frazier was. So long and short of it, I know what I'm, I'm bringing up something. But that's a good story though. But it's a good story to help us understand. It does. Here's a guy who has everything together, at least according to the show. Yeah. He has he has following. He has people that trust him. He's well known in the community. Well respected. Well respected. He's on billboards. He mm -hmm. gets you know he has all of these things, and yet he's empty, right. and no he can't even figure out what why he does has an emptiness. Right. Well, in the show he figures out what it is. At the end, oh, good. <laughs> but but in real life, the truth is right. that the, what he found is his answer wasn't truly a sol solid answer because I find that a lot of people are that way, even Christians, mm. because they don't understand their purpose. They're living a life unfulfilled, mm. and you can't. And even then, even if you find your purpose, why do you feel unfulfilled? Because if God is not in that area. To help you find the fulfillment that you need to fulfill your purpose, right. you'll never, you'll always be empty. And you're going to have to have God ride, take this ride with you from beginning to end. Because why is that? Mm -hmm. So why would you be empty? Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. If God is the one that gave you the purpose, mm -hmm. then God's the one that's going to have to guide you to that purpose. That's right. So this is where a lot of people struggle. So the long and short of that story is, is that you, even though God built the purpose into you, mm -hmm. you cannot find the plan to get there without God giving you the roadmap. Right. But even if you, he gives you the roadmap, if you do not keep him involved in a relationship, mm -hmm. you'll still be unfulfilled even if you attain that purpose. Exactly. It's like being stuck in the mud and your tires are spinning. Yeah. Nice vehicle, but you're going nowhere. Going nowhere. And like I said, you could go somewhere. Maybe you fulfill it. Mm -hmm. You can still fulfill it, but if you don't have the relationship along the way with the Lord. Yeah. So there's three aspects, basically. There's yeah. the purpose. Then there's the plan that God gives you. And you might have both of those. But yeah. then there's the destination. Right. You might get to that destination, but if you did it without God, and right. God's not there at that destination. You know how many people do ministry? Yeah. They know they're called. Look, I've done it for you. have been there. Mm -hmm. Where you, you you attain your purpose, so to speak. I know I was called to ministry. Well, I got there because the Lord helped me through it all. But even at times when I finally got to those places, I felt empty still. What I found is that once I get there, I kind of left God behind again because I started still doing things my own way. 
even though I got to that purpose. Right. Well, once you get to the purpose, you still have to have God. Right. And sometimes we lose God in the process after we get there. So we get God from the beginning. Right. We get him through the process. But mm-hmm. then we finally get to the place where we're fulfilling our purpose. Mm-hmm. And we're doing what God's called us to do. Well, even in that, you still have to have God during your purpose. Right. And a lot of times people, they, they become empty. Yeah. Remember, if God gave it to you, God's also got to work it through you. Even to the point where you, until the point you leave planet Earth. Right. Right. And so emptiness is a part of, can, will be a part of your life if God's not a part of the purpose. Amen. And to me, you got to keep God centered. Yeah. He's got to be the center of everything. That's exactly what it is. You got to keep him centered. Keep him centered of your finances, your marriage, raising your children, your yeah. career. He's got to be centered. He's got to be center. And a lot, a lot of people have learned to, to learn to manage their world. Yeah. They've learned to manage their world once they get to their purpose. Mm-hmm. So a lot of ministers, they reach it. They find out their purpose in the beginning. They follow the plan. They get to their purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're still empty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, they're not still empty. They find that emptiness after they get there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why am I empty? Mm-hmm. Well, because once you get there, you need him even more. Yeah. You just, he's got to be the center now that you're in that purpose. Wow. Because in that purpose, he still needs to lead you. Just like he did to lead you to get there. Right. He's got to lead you while you're in there. Wow. And so the, we find a lot of ministers. We find a lot of people in life. We find a lot of the world is just unhappy because they don't know how to keep God as their center. Wow. Like you said earlier, it's the it's the process. Yeah. It, the process is always requires God, number one. And we kind of lose focus with details. Yeah. The lack of details. Yeah. Too many details. Yeah. Not enough details. Whatever it is. You lose focus of the process of which God, like you just said just a moment ago, he's got to be the center of it all. He does. Look, we know that God has made Jerusalem the center of it all. Mm. But understand something. Mm. Even though he's physically going to be there, mm-hmm. the truth is he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if God's going to be the center, if, if you're going to have a purpose, then God's got to be there. Mm-hmm. Just like Jerusalem, mm-hmm. just like your purpose. Just like he's going to be in the center of Jerusalem, which means that there's going to be joy, there's going to be love, there's going to be peace. Yeah. There's got to be that love, peace, and joy and other things that make up who God is in the center of your Jerusalem. Mm. What's your Jerusalem? It's your purpose being wow. fulfilled. And that Jerusalem is a city of peace yeah. by which we can only find peace in our in God's purpose and plan right. and then destination for our lives. So it's right. in essence... It's our Jerusalem. It's our Jerusalem. In other words, our city of peace. Right. And and as just purely an example, just the way God's going to be in the center of Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. and that's why the world's going to be at peace, just like God wants to be in the center of your purpose, so that way you can have peace and find that fulfillment. And you said it best in Revelation 22, God created a new city for his son. Yeah. He's creating a, he's creating a plan for us. He's creating a plan for us. He has a, a purpose for us, a plan for us, a destination for us. Yeah, he has a destination. And you want him to be a part of even the destination. All the way through it. Man. All the way through it. Because what that does is you'll wake up feeling like, wow, I not only just have a real purpose in life, I love what I do. I love what I do. You mentioned on the last podcast, Pastor, is about glory. we got to glorify God in everything, in the purpose, in the plan, in the destination. Yeah. Continue glorifying Him. You you do, because, look, there's been times in my ministry I haven't loved what I did. Mm. 
I knew I was in the right place because it becomes work because I realized that there were moments that I'm like, okay, I'm leaving God out of the center of this. Mm. Now, did I have a relationship? Maybe on a personal level, but not on the purpose level. Okay. Personal level, me and him were talking. Yeah. My relational level is fine. But as far as the plan and what God has got going in my life, I kind of left him out of that. I do my own thing. That's good. And I was wondering, why do I just, why do I not love what I do right now? And the Lord's like, well, just the same way you talk with me in your personal life, I need to be a part of that also in your public and purpose life. And I'm like, I get it. And so it's helped me. And this will help a lot of ministers or a lot of people that just, just in general. Yeah. And you're right because pastor, we leave God out. We we keep God in the personal. We're good about that, but we don't take him out in the public. That's exactly it. Our, our, our careers or our career or where your calling is. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we put him where we want him the most is basically what it is. I like communicating with him. I like talking with him, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I'm not really open to his ideas with this thing. Absolutely. And it's like, and God's like, no, I gave that to you. Let me yeah. be in that too. Yeah. And I realized I, I was pushing him out and I realized the reason why I'm not loving where I'm at mm-hmm. Or doing what I do all of a sudden, or or be, over the years, I've started to. It, it's it's the un, the the passion that I had for it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's starting to wane is because he's not a part of that passion. Right. And I was like, Lord, I've got to get something fixed. And I realized what I'm doing is not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm not allowing you to do in that. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I'm not allowing you to work in it. I'm not allowing you to put your hands in it. I'm not allowing to hear your voice in this thing. And when I got God's voice back in it, all of a sudden, I started loving what I do again. Mm. Right now, I love what I do. Right. And, you know, there's obviously, as you know, without me going into great detail, there's going to be some major changes coming up, right? Right. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. And it's scary a little bit. Right. But I still love it. I'm excited about it because, because I know that this is God's plan even if I can't see it all, right. I'm just excited to be on the path to get to the purpose though, yes. Yes. because I, it's like a new set of purpose for my life. And in order to get there, he's got me a new set of plans. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, mm-hmm. the Lord's telling me, if you want to experience the joy and the happiness mm-hmm. that comes with it, when we get there though, son, mm-hmm. let me have a part in that also. Mm-hmm. He goes, it, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's like me going to another city. I can get into my car and drive there. I know how to get there. I have the plan. Mm-hmm. I have the little Google Maps on my phone, right? Exactly. But when I get there, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Well, let's say my purpose is to go visit somebody who's sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. So let's say I go visit them. Mm-hmm. And then I drive away. Mm-hmm. Well, as a minister, my job isn't to go visit people that are sick. Mm-hmm. My job is to go administer prayer. Amen. And get God involved in that sickness, go. right? But how many people, oh, I'm going to come and visit you. I hear that you're sick. Well, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to get there, right. to go see that sick person, but then get God involved by Amen. praying with Amen. them, speaking life over them, right? Amen. But you know how many people go visit their, their purpose and it becomes sick mm-hmm. and it stays sick? Right. Because they didn't get God involved in that purpose. Exactly. It's the same way as my purpose to go visit a sick person. Right. I need to pray for them get God involved. When I get to my purpose in life, I get God involved. Whatever I do, God needs to be involved every step of the way from the moment that he birthed it in me to the moment that he gave me a plan for it. And the moment I attain that purpose, I got to have God in it all the time. Wow. 
That's how I find true fulfillment, true joy, true peace, true rest. Most of all, I will love what I do because I love the God that's a part of what I'm doing. Exactly. And that makes life more enjoyable. It does. Makes life so much more enjoyable. So remember, when you're talking about your purpose, don't just ask God what your purpose is. When you find out what that is, then ask God to give you the plan to get there. Then once you get there, ask God to help you work through it. And then once you do that, God will take you every step of the way. So he gives, he, he births it in you, then he gives it to you, then he gets to work through you. There you go. There's the three-part plan of a true purpose and plan wow. for your life. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a privilege, Pastor. That's it. I love it, my Pastor. And we are out of time. We are out of time. And as always, we have so much fun talking. We, we do. We can go up another 30 minutes. But yep. this is really good, Pastor. Thank you for sharing that with all of us, you know, as listeners and so mm-hmm. forth. And understand, listener, God has a purpose and a plan. And I love the destination part. That's that's new for me. Yeah. The destination. Because yeah. God wants us to get to that one place. Yeah. Where it, the, the final outcome, if you will. Come on. Yes. For for the, for our lives. And he wants to be a part of that even once you get to that destination. And there's still much more to unpack in that. That's right. Listener, there you have it. Take notes. Share it. Like it. We love you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.